Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, and thank you for joining us for this discussion on selecting treatment in metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer, which treatment for which patient. I'm Kelvin Moses at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, and I'm joined by Dr. Alicia Morgans at Dana-Farber in Boston. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So let's jump right into it. When we're talking about metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer, tell me about sort of the definition and also about volume of disease and how that changes our thinking about metastatic prostate cancer. Sure. So I think just to remind everyone, metastatic disease in metastatic hormone-sensitive prostate cancer is defined using conventional imaging strategies still at this point in time. So things like bone scans, CTs, uh, and MRIs, rather than uh, defining volume and metastatic disease by PSMA or other forms of PET, though we know that those are now in our in our world and in our domain, we just don't do that at this point in time. And it's really important as we're seeing new patients with MHSPC to think about whether they have de novo uh, metastatic disease, so right out of the gate, metastatic disease when they're first diagnosed, or recurrent metastatic disease that has come back after maybe a prostatectomy or radiation to the prostate in the past. These distinctions help us to understand how aggressive the cancer is, what the prognosis might be with de novo having a more aggressive prognosis, and also help us choose treatments because we think that de novo metastatic disease may be one that may um, be, be helped by chemotherapy be perhaps more so in some settings than recurrent disease, though every patient, of course, is an individual. And of course, you mentioned also low and high volume disease, again, defined on our standard old-fashioned imaging of bone scans, CTs, and MRIs, with high volume disease really being patients having at least four bone metastases with at least one outside of the axial skeleton or visceral disease. And anyone who has less uh, disease burden than that having low volume disease. And this distinction, again, really important because high volume disease dis- seems to be certainly um, more aggressive disease with a poor prognosis, but a disease setting where we may, again, be more inclined to use chemotherapy and a chemohormonal or even triplet approach um, because we think that this may be more effective there than it it may be in the low volume setting. Also, of course, we remember for patients with de novo metastatic disease, if they have not had a, had treatment to the primary prostate and they have low volume uh, hormone sensitive metastatic disease, we would also radiate the prostate in that setting for a survival advantage. Yeah, that's that's a great point, and uh, that some of that data comes from Stampede that you just mentioned. You also mentioned doublet and triplet therapy, and I think that's a relatively new topic, especially with the recent PEACE-1 and Arison's trials. Talk about those type of combinations and in whom would you consider that? Absolutely. So doublets are our tried and true ADT plus an androgen receptor signaling inhibitor. Really, this backbone is the standard of care uh, for for prostate cancer patients with metastatic hormone-sensitive disease. And we think about intensifying that to a triplet in some patients. That doublet therapy has been really standard since uh, Latitude, Arches, Enzymet, Titan, all of these studies, including Stampede, which showed that ADT alone was really inferior in terms of overall survival. So PEACE-1 and Aracens used a backbone of ADT and docetaxel chemotherapy for six cycles and added 
darolutamide in Aracens or abiraterone in PEACE-1 to compare the triplet of ADT docetaxel and the ARSI versus ADT docetaxel, which had been a standard of care. What both of these studies showed is that particularly in patients with high volume disease, the ADT docetaxel abiraterone or ADT docetaxel darolutamide actually was associated with a survival advantage versus ADT plus docetaxel chemotherapy. So at this point in time for chemotherapy, patients, high volume patients, de novo metastatic patients, if we can use chemotherapy, it's really important to offer that triplet combination for them. Absolutely. And that, that's really new and exciting data because we, we've seen the survival benefit with the combinations with a tolerable adverse event profile. As we wrap up, can you talk about how we use either biomarkers or, or genetic information to make treatment decision-making briefly? Sure. So we definitely use our imaging as a biomarker to make sure that we're identifying high versus low volume disease, which is critical. Um, and things like PSA are not really guiding our treatment decision making at this point, though we do follow it. Germline genetic testing is certainly recommended for all patients with MHSPC. Excellent. Well, thank you for all the information. I hope everyone enjoyed this presentation and we look forward to the questions. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com CME. Thank you for listening.